<laughs> Welcome back to another episode. Let's get straight to it. NBA Finals. Celtics vs. Warriors. It's going exactly as, as I predicted. Uh, um, so, Game 5, Steph Curry had probably the game of his life in the Finals. Mm-hmm. 43 points. Mm-hmm. My God, he is carrying the Warriors right now. I don't really... like. Draymond isn't providing absolutely zero on the offensive end. But that's not what he does. Yeah, that's not what he does. That's not what he does. I mean, let's just and he's getting that. he's Forget getting clowned it. by Celtics fans. We'll talk by about his own that later. Mother. We'll talk like, about that later. It's it's a mad thing. Uh, but game five uh, tomorrow, our time, heading in, heading back to the Chase Center. Back I believe I believe the the Celtics will lose oh, game five. Okay, but I think they'll take the next two to win. I still, Whoa, I still believe, I, I still believe they're winning this thing in seven. Okay, all right. So it was, I think it was a pretty. The game wasn't a complete blowout. It was ninety one oh seven ninety seven. Oh, yeah, Steph, Steph Curry, forty three points. That was Celtics held their own you know, for most of the game. It took it took a generational performance to to smack down the Celtics. And if Steph does that the rest of the series, and the then the Warriors are winning this winning this championship, and yeah. he's winning. The finals MVP. Okay, so it was pretty even. I mean, the numbers were even. The number of three pointers made were even. The number of free throws were pretty even. Uh, they, but you know, the, this is the thing I got to look at: rebounds. Uh, Warriors out rebounded Celtics fifty five forty two. I think that's big telling number considering that Celtics, you know, did they did were they the bigger team did they did team. they put out Jonathan Kuminga for extended minutes because that might be why. Well, they probably did. I mean, that might yeah. be why. Yeah, I I. I I still say that the the Warriors might have this. Third quarter has been the Warriors' yep. sort of strongest quarter, and but the Celtics the Celtics have held in the third quarter. Held in the third quarter in this game, yeah, they again, kept it really close. But again, though, it shows their vulnerability at home. You yeah, know, again, we said it. They weren't going to. I didn't think they were going to win two at, two at home. Every team no. made adjustments. No. So I, the thing for me is what adjustments the Celtics make for Game Five, because every every time. The, you know, one team yeah. has it, then the next team makes it. Well, difference. I think they the, the the plan for Ime Udoka is pretty simple, but it it's easier said than done. They have to force somebody else to score. They of can't. Course. They can't. If you put the if the Warriors are going to put the ball in Steph Curry's hands of a pick and roll, he's going to make it every uh, almost yeah, every time. They've been trying to double team, and you can only double team Curry for. So far, before he gets Cl- rid of the ball. Clay's been there. kind of inefficient so far in these finals. And you don't want him to get started. But Poole is, Poole is another guy who they can look at. There's a lot of dangerous scorers on this Warriors team. Uh, but to win, to beat, to be the best, you got to beat the best. So that's the that's the problem for the Celtics right. and the rest of these finals. Next one. Okay, look at this one. Did the Rangers play above expectations as they lost to the Lightning in the Eastern Finals? They very much did. I am very proud of what the Rangers have done this season, considering the past couple seasons where it's been a bit rough. Mm-hmm. Last season was uh, a lot of growing pains. They didn't have the roster that they have so far. Mm-hmm. They they had a bad defense. They had no grit. Uh, the season before, they lost in the bubble uh, in what was Henrik Lundqvist's last, last yep. gasp yep. as a Rangers yep. as a Ranger. Yep. And the two seasons prior was a lot of rebuilding and just blowing it up. 
I'm very proud of how far they went. I didn't expect them to. I just wanted a playoff series win. They got that against the Penguins in in, in fantastic fashion. I didn't expect them to win against the Hurricanes, but they did. And they took the two-time back-to-back defending Stanley Cup champions to six games. So I'm very proud of of the Rangers. They've got still a very young team. I love the strides that uh, guys like... Uh, Capo Caco and the Alexi Lafreniere have taken. Um, Adam Fox has to win the Norris this year. He deserves the Norris Trophy. Mm-hmm. Um, Igor Shesterkin has been amazing in net. Mm-hmm. It's, they probably had their their franchise goalie for a long time coming. Panarin's been great. <laughs> so I think they just need to do some tweaking around the edges this offseason. Okay. Um, maybe re-sign all the deadline acquisitions and <laughs> keep all their gritty keep all their gritty guys around. Okay. So. I think it was a surprise that they got that far. I think they were overwhelmed by... And let's not take anything away from the Lightning be who the Lightning are. Yeah, yeah. They're just that good. And that experience to not get wavered and not get worried about a 2-0 hole and just systematically remove the Rangers in, in four games straight. Yeah. So that says something. I think the key here is, will James Dolan screw this up? This is his team now. Let's not forget he does enough damage to the Knicks. I feel like, and will he do something to Tinker? I, I don't. I don't think he. That's will. the question. I, I don't think he will because what Dolan's shown to me with the Rangers, he's had all this stuff with the Knicks, but he takes a pretty hands-off approach when it comes to the to the Rangers. He's let the hockey men do their jobs. Hasn't led to any championships in the current era, but it's allowed them to to experience success in going to. The conference finals going to the finals in 2014. I think they've they've been a regular contender. Um, he's stayed pretty hands off. I hope that continues. La- last year with the Tom Wilson situation, he did step in and did fire everybody, which was a stupid move. But uh, Gerard Gallant is a great coach. I love him. We'll see. And I f- I feel like this team's close. They are close. They just need some tinkering around the edges. This is a great learning experience for them going this deep in the playoffs. And this is and and next year will be hopefully a watershed. Next. Yep. Next up we got uh Spanos legal battles, a distraction for the LA Chargers. Now, the redheaded stepchild of the City of Angels, uh their ownership is going through some turmoil. Um over the past year or so, the Spanos family trust has been hemorrhaging money. And uh, the sister of the franchise owner, Dean Spanos, has come uh, out, has come out and now removed some skeletons yeah, from the closet and has urged Dean to sell the Chargers, <laughs> which he has stayed steadfast in mm-hmm. keeping, okay. not only just for himself, but in L.A. It's a bit of an ultimatum, though. And, but now she, she said, is, she this is, is what I'm going to say. But now the culture. she is suing him. Yeah. She is suing her brother. This is a big distraction for the LA Chargers, in my opinion. Um, since they've come, since the we all remember the hilarity we all got from the fight for LA, the empty crowds at StubHub Center, the um, the constant trolling by old San Diego fans, um, and I just think that I think Chargers fans are hoping and praying that Spano sells the team. Okay. Because he's one of the worst owners in the in the NFL. Okay, so I think for many Sandy San Diegoans, if they pronounce that, they'll be laughing. Yeah, because of course they will. They will say, "Ha ha, 
That that's karma. Good. That's your problem. That's now. karma. You took them out of. You took them away. And look, whatever was going on there. Well, all they did was all the Spanos family did during their time in San Diego was sit around waiting for a new stadium to drop in their lap. Okay, yeah. When Measure C got deleted, he said, "Well, I tried okay. and moved so, to L.A." So that's fine. Now they've moved to L.A. I think this is not a good time for this to be happening, particularly now that you know that your division's got even more competitive. And the team Russell is Wilson. moving up and up. And they're trying. The yeah. team's gotten better. They didn't get to the playoffs. Because of a kind of bad decision by but Brandon that's, Staley. That's besides the point. They're a good team now. And this is a distraction. Because you don't want you want to know who's gonna be you know who signed you know who signed the checks already. Mm-hmm. You wanna know that it's somebody up there that, that's got complete control. Yeah. And this is a, not a good look. No, it is no. And they just sort it out quickly. Because if it's a fight for ownership, then you know at the end of the day, like I said, it's going to create a lot of distractions for everybody else. Well, I feel like um, because their trust hemorrhaged over around 45% of its value over the past two years, it, don't be surprised to see Dean sell the team in the next two in the next year or so because I don't see them maintaining their financial superiority without doing so. All right, next. Next right. up. Let's see the next one. Uh, does new L.A. Lakers coach Darvin Ham's praise of Russell Westbrook potentially save him from being traded? So, Darvin Ham, the new Lakers coach, recently had a press conference and decided to, I guess, you know, kind of just praise Russell Wilson. Russell praise Westbrook. Westbrook. I get confused about that. So, this is what he said. He had a few things to say. I just want to play a little bit. Mind you, this is with to give some context to this. Sorry, to give some context to this, Russell Westbrook was amongst the audience, so I thought that was very highly strange. Russell's one of the best players our league has ever seen, and there's still a ton left in that tank. I don't know why people tend to try to write him off. I'm gonna approach him like I do every player I've ever encountered. We're gonna talk about our running habits. With the ball, without the ball, and again, the to- the, the team. <laughs> look, I don't look. As a if if you're Darvin Ham, you ha- you're coming into a new job and you have to sort of um, placate to your best players. Make no mistake, Russ is still one of their best players somehow with the awful season that he had. Um, I just think it's it's not. A terrible look, but I just think it's sort of what was he supposed to do? Come in as a new coach and just just pile on the criticism that Russ no, no, has no, no, received. No, no, no. I, I, no I, I, I'm not saying that. I just think it's odd. There was almost like a timing, like Russell Westbrook got the memo that the new coach is coming, and as if it's as if his presence there was, you know, an opportunity for him to hear what the coach said. So potentially, Darvin Ham. Has some pull. Darvin Ham would have no decision making involved as far as Russell Westbrook's future with mm-hmm. the Lakers. I believe. I don't think he's a. I, don't, I think Russ, Russell Westbrook in this current system doesn't work. Mm-hmm. He probably works somewhere else, but not with the Lakers. And no. we know this already. And I can't see him being there when the season starts. Well, the so, Lakers management are going to do everything they can to make sure this venture isn't a failure because they gave up a lot. They gave up a lot of starting capital to get him. Of course, they and a lot of that. their depth. Yeah, they didn't give up a, like a first round pick or anything, but 
they they a lot of capital has been sunk into this team. They got themselves a championship, yeah. but they gave up the eighth overall pick to get an oft-injured Anthony Davis. Yeah, I, I just I just think it was funny. Like Darvin Ham was almost like either either selling Russell Westbrook for the Lakers' benefit. Or selling him for another team's benefit. They and they have to compete because remember the next three first round picks are New Orleans Not property. Theirs. Yeah. So they cannot tank. They got nobody. No, they have to compete. Whether if if it's with Russ or LeBron, they gotta compete. Alright. Next. All right. Moving on. We have should there anything to be to should there be anything to read into recently deleted Twitter post from Commanders uh, defensive coordinator Jack Del Rio. <laughs> now I wasn't sure about oh the commi- the commies. Yeah, the commies. So Jack Del Rio, former head coach of the Jaguars and the Raiders for a stint, as the, now the new Commanders yep. defensive coordinator, he posted on Twitter to sort of I guess um, refer to the January six riots as simply a dust up, and so. I think there's he's gotten a lot of heat from that, and yeah. I think ultimately he decided to delete the comment from Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I just um, think it's funny. I'm gonna decide to do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna dance around this. Yeah. Uh, because I don't want to share my opinions about everything. No, even no, no. Though, I, even yeah. though I have strong opinions about um everything that's happened over the past five years in the United States. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna dance around this. I don't think there's the NFL is a strange cat when it comes to politics. Hmm. Um, it'll dance around the fact that, oh, there's, um, there's problems in the country, but look at the PR things that we're doing. Um, we're going to try and appeal to our conservative fan base. Yeah. Oh, but look at, uh, but we're also, we also want to attract a new generation by doing more progressive things. Like, I don't think there's really, he's not going to get any, re- he'll, he'll probably apologize because there was on the day there was tragedy. A woman died. Hmm. Many were injured. Yeah, seven. Um, potentially, Congress yeah. people were potentially injured. Yeah. Um, but I don't. But he's not gonna. I don't think he'll lose his job over it. No, no. Look, I. I, I don't think he'll get any sort of punishment or recourse for it. So, my opinion is this: it's got nothing to do with the, any repercussions. He's pulled the he, look. His apology would be to remove it. He's removed it from his from his post. I just think it's not something Washington needs now. No, I don't even look at no, it. I, no. I forgot. No, it's <laughs> forget, not, forget about this. Yeah, no. You got the IRS investigating right. you. Hang on. You got Congress, you know, sniffing around. It's not even about the NFL. It's about Washington again. It's about finding a way. It's about that. To just make themselves. It's, a, it's about. Center. It's about that sniveling snake at the top of their franchise, known as Daniel Snyder. For me, it's just not even about the NFL. It's about Washington. And it's about the fact that, if anything, low profile is what you want. You change your there, name to nothing, the Commanders. Nothing is low profile when it comes to the I know, Washington I know, football franchise. Look at franchise. the things you've done so far. Okay, You change your name to the Commies. You've now got Carson Wentz pretty much last stop to exile. Yep. Yep. And so now with all that, you got your head. You know, and you got, the I, you got the freaking IRS investigating you. you and one, one thing about the IRS... They will get their money no matter what you do. Like, you can try and cook the books. You can try and do anything. They will get their money. So, and and the NFL is also investigating them. So, yeah. make that three places now, which 
the commies are dealing with. Okay, I got this one. Yeah. Is Draymond Green correct in comparing the physicality of the 80s and 90s to today's NBA? I think he is. I think he is. If you compare, like, look at, all I have to point to is the Bad Boy Pistons. Like, the late 80s, early 90s Bad Boy Pistons. Uh, back in those days, you would just get fined for fighting. There wouldn't be any sort of suspensions or anything like that. And that's how they got their physicality. And they won games by getting into their opponent's head using using physical physicality and their their annoyance. And they and nowadays the the NBA isn't so physical. But do we really care? No, it's not that. It's not. It's not too big of a deal. But I think he's correct in comparing the the physicality aspect. Okay, so this is all started on this podcast. He was talking about it. I'm going to play a small excerpt because Cedric Maxwell had a few things to say. But don't act like it wouldn't been in the '80s. He would have been knocked out. <laughs> Come on, Sid, stop that, Sid. Hey, hey. I, I watched y'all team and played against y'all team, and I, I'm gonna tell you, like on the real. They had about five, six guys on y'all team that would knock you out. And you was one of them, right? Well, I, I think also, Cedric, would you say at this era, I mean, we're talking comparison of two things that I would add. One, it's kind of like hockey. There's about three guys on a team that that's their job. There's no, there's no, there's no job for that in the NBA now. So there was jobs. Okay, like so that was that was not Draymond Green. That was Cedric Maxwell, former so, former, former Boston MVP. Celtics. MVP of finals. the 1981 Finals. Sorry. Yep. So Talking to Isaiah Thomas. So this is what Draymond... Draymond Green essentially said, you know, he could fit in, you know, he'd have no problem if, if he went into a time machine. He could fit into the mold of 80s and 90s basketball players when it comes to physicality. Against Bill Lambeer. Against, Rick Mahorn. Against Rick Mahorn. Let's talk about... No, no, against... against Charles Oakley, Charles Oakley, Xavier McDaniel, Xavier McDaniel, Kevin Willis. You got those guys out there. It's like, no, yeah. So, I'm sorry, yeah. Draymond wouldn't survive right. with, with alongside those guys in terms of physicality, and he, defensive skill. Yeah, but he, no. And I think look, I think he made the comment around you know for those guys getting fined, it was like nothing as far as the cost. Yeah, yeah. And that rubbed Cedric Maxwell the wrong way. What he said was, you know, be careful because. You're standing on the shoulders of me, and you're getting look how much you're getting paid today. Yeah. yeah. So, look, I I get what Draymond Green was trying to say. I think he just went about it the wrong way. Yeah. But look, that's his job. He's an insider. He you know he does the old flexing and this and that. You know I just think that it's it's a different era. Eras all change. Yeah. With the eras now, you have those guys. I don't think it's as, as as close to the basket as it is because you got but, guys doing. But what? also, you got guys standing outside from taking. Also, you got to make the point that talent plays out in era, any era. But those like, were the, those are the guys you had. Like I'm, I'm using Charles yeah. Oakley's example. Yeah. Charles Oakley for the Knicks was an enforcer. Yeah. He could play a little offense, but that's what he was there for. He was there for the rebounds. And he was there for putting some guy on the ground into the layup. Yeah. And it's a different era. The '90s got a, a lot. Of, got a guys got away with a lot of things. Jordan, all those years he was against the Pistons and lost. Mm. They were all over him. He got knocked down yeah. and beat down. Yeah. So I don't agree with Draymond's thoughts around that. I think it was a different time and a different era. Yeah. I um and just clarify, I don't think he would fit in that era, but <laughs> I think I think his comparison was apt. Uh, his comparison was apt 
between the physicality of today's NBA to that NBA, but I don't think he would have fit with their physicality. Oh, I don't think so. Um, Bulls interested in Rudy Gobert. Is he a good fit? Absolutely not. <laughs> this is no. Absolutely, I wouldn't even be. I wouldn't if I'm our Torvis Corny Savas. I wouldn't go anywhere near Rudy Gobert. He's he he can he's one of those players who can do one thing and one thing only. And that's he can only defend the paint and get lobs. That's it. No, um, I mean, for a, for a Bulls team that plays fast, yeah. and uh, for a Bulls team that plays fast and plays a five out offense huh? with Vucevic as the starting center who can stretch the floor, but he's, can't play he, defense. He's a he's a liability. But not a good defender. Yes, he is. Stinky okay, defender. he is a liability defensively. And that's where they were exposed. Right but there, his uh, with the salary that. That Gobert is taking on, and they have to re-sign Zach Levine this offseason. They're not going to do that. Pro- no, they have to, and they also. But I think they have to identify a cheaper alternative, either in free agency or the draft. Because I know with his contract, you're not going to be able to re-sign a couple guys with how much salary he's commanding. I don't see how that's how that's going to be a viable move. I know what he brings in okay. terms of paint defense, right. but nothing else. Okay, so I don't think it'd be a terrible move. Mm. I don't think so because that's where the Bulls were exposed. Interior defense, they got smoked in the series against the Bulls. Yeah, Bucks. but you got it. You got and it. Vucevic is not a good defender. In a, I understand that, but in a vacuum, you've got, in a vacuum, it might seem like an okay move. But you got to look at, first of all, what... What are the Jazz? What are the Jazz gonna ask for? What are you gonna have to give up? They're gonna ask for Patrick Williams. They're gonna ask for Patrick Williams, hundred percent. And they're also gonna ask for probably, probably Derek Jones Jr. and a couple of the draft, some of the draft capital that the Bulls have built up. So, from that um, Larry Markkinen trade, which got back Derek Jones Jr., they got a first and a second from that. So. I don't like the move. I don't like the salary. I, I know what Rudy Gobert brings. I don't like. I don't like the the salary that he comes with. I don't like how he he would uh, conflict with what the identity the Bulls are trying to build right now. Mm-hmm. And I also don't like uh, what the Jazz may ask okay. for. Okay. All right. In next a trade. One. Next one. I think I got this one. Yep. Uh, the next question is. Is Tony Lagusa next? He is. So this is the reason why we say that's what we've had firings, right? Yeah. We've had two so far. Yeah, two Joes. Mm-hmm. We had Joe Girardi out, and now Joe Madden out. So, and what's what's the what's the common thread here, right? Yeah, managers who have won World Series. Yeah, we know Tony Russo is more more than one. So the question is, the White Sox are now twenty seven and thirty one. They're six games behind the Twins. Is it possible? There's been sort of, there's been questionable things about Tony Lewis's hiring. I think he's too. I don't old. know why they hired him in the first place. Nostalgia. I, I don't know why they used hi- to coach back in the. Ryan Sorf just seemed seemed like he just wanted a, a drinking buddy. Because I don't know why they hired him in the first place. It was a good move firing Rick Renteria, but and they needed to be smart with their next hire, and they got Tony Larusa, who's. In all in, who, who over by. the yes the game's passing by and for all intents and purposes over the past two seasons he's been he's been in an octogenarian crisis with how he's managed his ball club okay. I I think look 
I I respect Tony Larusa as what he's done as a manager. Mm-hmm. I don't really respect him as a person. He's not mm-hmm. really a great person. But um, in, in terms of in, <laughs> but in terms of now, mm-hmm. I think it would be it, it's not with this young uh, White Sox team. It's not really the greatest move to um, to. It's not really the greatest move to keep him around. Okay, so. I'm not sure if he's next because it's look a couple. The big reason why for me is the AL Central. It is, but AL Central is always this. How way. long are you going to rely on that? Yeah. Last year, last year we said that we was like, oh, it's the AL Central. Oh, it's such a horrible oh. division. The, the the Twins aren't looking too bad this season. Eh. Aren't looking too bad this season. That's not going to sustain itself. Sorry. So I think I I would say that the only are they going to get far in the playoffs though? How far is he going to take them? Nowhere. They got they, they got smoked by by the Astros okay. last playoffs. It's a long season. And so for me, I don't know if that the grumblings are gonna match up. It's a little different when you're talking about they're, they're like what? They're six games away from the twins. I don't think the twins are sustainable. It's the AL Central. It is always a like four team race all the way through the end of the season. And so I'd say that Tony Russo's job right now is safe. No, I. I He's had injuries. Tim Anderson's not playing. Yeah, but how how long are you gonna make excuses for the fact that over the past two seasons he's not only failed to relate to um to the modern game, he's failed to relate to the modern player. Like, look at all I need to point to is the the damn your min Mercedes um. Situation okay, and how that was handled that really soured me. I knew something like that was gonna happen, and he was gonna do something really stupid with that. And I think that's where he might have lost the locker room because if you're doing that and on a public forum calling out calling out a player who at the time was playing pretty well, even though he was DFA'd, um, right. it was just like it, okay, it okay, really okay. soured me. I don't like him as a manager nowadays. Okay, next read this one. Is Noah Syndergaard did not face his former team something or nothing? I think it's something. Um, he's been they skipped him. Well, well, um, he's been extending some jabs to the Mets. He did about the combined um, no hitter they had. Yep, and, and so that was probably the death kiss because then yep. after that is he hasn't pitched well. He at hasn't all. pitched well at all. No, his ERA is like he's over been, six or something like that. He, no, he's right. not. Been, four has not been good. No. He's been injured since 2016. He hasn't had good production since no. 2016. No. But he had major surgery. He's had major. So he, he's had like things. how many Tommy John surgeries? Has I he don't had? know, but like that, two? that changes the picture. He's I'm had sorry. mouth. He's had hands, foot, and mouth um, illness or whatever it was disease. Oh, and hands, foot, and mouth disease. I don't know how he contracted that. No, but but that was a Mets disease if I ever heard it. But dude has had so many injuries. He's not pitching well this year. Um, and he's not facing his former team. He's getting... the And I looked at the Instagram comments of that post on SNY's Instagram account. They were ripping him in that comment in the comment section. And for the jabs that he was giving to the Mets, I don't have any problems with well, that. Well, it's something because, I mean, that's the only time look. Ultimately, that's the only time he was planning to face them anyway. They're yeah. not going to play him again this season. They're not going to play each other. So it's sort of like, you know, let's just not make things worse by him facing his former team and inadvertently hitting another Mets player because they've been hit the most in the MOB. Yeah. 
They've been hit the most over 40 times this season. And some so, of those guys on that Mets team knew him from, from those well, of course. seasons. Of course. 2019, his, he was not good. He had injuries, of and he, he had an ERA over six. Yeah. So he wasn't good, and he was with Pete Alonso during when Pete Alonso had his breakout season. So yeah. there's probably still some ill will there. And he's and he hasn't pitched the and before this season he hadn't pitched in the past two seasons. Okay, just one happy birthday, Udonis Haslam. He's been around. He's forever. been around forever. Udonis is forty two. I don't. Even, I think he only played like a couple of games this season. Yeah. And so he's been with the franchise. He's, been, he's a Miami Heat lifer. Yeah, he's a lifer. He's been there forever. He was there when Shaq. And D Wade teamed up to get the first. He's title. been with all of their he's rings. Been with their, he's been with all he's of their been rings. There, he's there with LeBron. He hasn't left. He's like the older statesman. He hasn't played at all. He's the longest tenured NBA player right now. Right now, I'd say, yeah, he's just there to be there. But you know, what are you gonna do? It's nice to be where you are. Yep. Just think of Big Shot Bob, Robert Ory. Five rings. Seven rings. Around. Try seven rings. Seven rings. He's got seven rings in his entire career. In, in his entire career with both the Lakers and the Spurs combined. Well, okay. Well, there you and, go. And also, and, uh, and, also, no, and also with the Rockets. Okay. Right. So two rings with the Rockets, three rings with the oh, Lakers. Oh, there you go. I was wrong. And then, and then two rings with the, the Spurs. Well, there you go. Not, not, as, not as fortunate as you No, you're not as fortunate as Robert Orr. But he's been there for their entire franchise. Yeah. It pretty much was undrafted in 99. Uh, almost didn't make the league because he was out of shape, mm-hmm. and he's he's been there for all of their franchise successes and their lows. All right, well, that's it for us. That's it for this this episode of Junior City Two Views. If you come from TikTok, welcome. welcome. We do this thing one or two times a week. Next next time we might just have clarity on maybe Game Six or Seven of the NBA Finals, depending mm, on maybe, how it goes. Depending on how far we go, uh, we will also have. Uh, and in, we will have an inroad to the Stanley Cup Finals right now. Yeah. Uh, it will, the and two best teams. It will be the the matchup is the Avs and the Lightning. Yep. Very 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 exciting matchup. Yep. So we will be uh, we missed a chance to preview that, but we will be analyzing that as it goes on. Mm-hmm. MLB season, more NFL news. It's still going. We will see you next time. Adios.